and welcome to State of Mind, the C-Press podcast with me, Grace Kingswell. This podcast series is an exploration into the lives of our guests, what drives them, how they've got to where they are now, and how they find balance to maintain their state of mind. Today, I am talking to Ryan Carter, perhaps better well known to some of you as his Instagram handle, Live Vitae, which means live life. Ryan is a seriously interesting guy. He walks around in winter in sandals and shorts, spends his evenings surrounded by salt lamps and candles with no blue light whatsoever, is a passionate nutritional therapist and provides real, factual and incredibly useful recipe and food tips via his social media. In this episode, we talk about cold water therapy, melatonin and blue light, plant-based eating versus omnivorous eating, and the fact that Ryan has never ordered from Deliveroo, hashtag goals. I hope you enjoy this episode, and as ever, if you do, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Anyway, enough from me. Sit back and relax, because you are about to enter the C-Press state of mind. Ryan Carter, welcome to the podcast. Thank Hello. you for uh, for coming over today. On a rainy day, yes. I know you're saturated. I'm very sorry. Um, turned up with no shoes on, as per usual. I did have shoes. They were just sandals. <laughs> Can you explain about your sandals? So they are, they're called Earthrunners, and they're made by an American company who are essentially have a primal outlook to life, how we should be on a minimus approach with our footwear, be in contact with the ground. Yeah. So their sandals are naturally made and they contain a metal coil, a copper coil, which is at, plugged in at the bottom and it attaches, well, it attaches you to the ground. So you're sort of picking up the earth's energetic field. The vibrations. The vibrations of the earth. Whether or not that really connects and works with me, I don't know. But the shoes themselves feel amazing. My feet feel actually really warm. And actually, I do feel cold. I do feel warm. And these are the sort of sensations I do want. I don't want to be cut off and just be wrapped up all day long. I want to feel the actual environment, what's around me, and be unplugged and let my body touch nature and like feel the rain on my skin, like the downpour which I um, exhilarating en- endured you were over loving here. it yeah it's great like even like the rain it's amazing actually going outside and just like it's your perce- perception like how you feel about the weather and stuff like that it's your mentality your mm. mindset amazing so the reason I wanted to talk to you on the podcast is because you kind of embody lots of the things that I personally find fascinating and elements of which I kind of take into my daily life but which are not hugely well known on on a wider scale. I think that certain things like um, cold water therapy and they're, they're kind of becoming like buzzwords in like the wellness space. So people are kind of cottoning on. But your lifestyle is very different from your average Joe. Like, for example, I like to think of myself as, you know, being quite holistic and like in touch with nature and all this stuff. But I still... 100% and wrapped up in coats and shoes and woolen socks and everything throughout winter. And you're just friggin' hardcore. And I'd love for you to tell us whether you were always like this, if it's been a gradual process and just, 
Yeah. Give us the story. Um, okay. So I wouldn't say I'm hardcore. I'm just me, like for one. And you do you, I do me. And like, just respect that. Yeah. Um, so there's no right or wrong. There's um, my way is not the right way. It's just my approach and my interpretation of how I live my life and what works for me. Um, and it's... It, I don't know. I, there's no really. Dis, there's not really a description of my lifestyle, or if it's holistic or paleo or sort of primal or keto. Like I don't. I don't. I, I don't put it on an umbrella of anything or optimal health or anything like that. It's just optimized me. It's like me trying mm. to optimize myself and sort of hack my my like self hack me and to be the best version of me at all times. Mm. And um, wherever that's just educating myself about foods or educating myself about the purpose of doing this or that or why, I don't know, benefits of having cold water instead of hot water or... No shoes instead of shoes. Wearing sandals instead of like shoes and cushions and or going on like a social media fast or... What, a, a social just, media fast? Oh, like, like a digital yeah, detox? Just like a di- yeah, but it's like a, <laughs> when you say it like that, Oh, it's a digital detox. Oh, it's cold water therapy. It's making it sound like it's a fad when yeah. in actual fact it's not it's it's not a fad, it's just a thing. Like it's just a thing that we can do and it's a decision that we can make and take control or have the power to to decide to do. It's not a fad. Um and it's probably insecure people who come around and point a finger and say, Oh, that's a fad. There's no research behind it. Um, there's no like methodology behind it. You're just doing it for the sake of it because mm-hmm. there's like some bandwagon and all these people are giving these claims, which okay, yeah, people give claims to certain mm-hmm. things and associations, but it, it doesn't really need to be studies to back up what you do. You just need to know on a personal level that it's working for you. You feel great and that's it. Like let go and like who really cares what these um sort of negative um, people out there are trying Mm. to pull you down on or say that you're wrong or like just trying to shoot you out from all all angles. Like you can't think like that and you can't let these opinions of people to bring you down. So it's just like live your holistic life and be you, be present and like, like, feel better each day. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I think there's a few accounts that I follow on Instagram that I follow purely for kind of research basis in a way. And I'm kind of interested to see what they're posting. And it's very much like there's a huge backlash against people that are out there just doing the thing for themselves, whatever that may be. And on the other side of that is you know, it only works if it's evidence-based, evidence-based nutrition, evidence-based whatever. And I think what you're saying is really valuable, that it's actually just evidence-based on yourself. Like, if it works for you, if it makes you feel good, then who cares if it's been written about or if there's studies online and all of this kind of stuff? For sure. Um, Totally. But I'm not saying, like, evidence and studies don't have merit to support your argument. Like, they're valid Mm -hmm. and like it does help and it's great to show record of okay there's some scientific studies but the majority of stu- uh, scientific studies are are pretty much flawed i mean if you think about it usually they're performed in a laboratory which is 
under blue light and that's not how mother nature is under blue light so from that point of view most like studies are just invalid from the physics point of view mm, when such... you really think about it yeah uh but but that but that's my opinion like who am i well i think you're a pretty <laughs> cool person but yeah like having some evidence and studies to back it up but just take everything with a pinch of salt really yeah it's more about like it's more about what works for you and how do you feel when like n equals one like self-experimenting is one of the most powerful things like you are your best doctor like you don't need to ask a doctor and say oh, i feel this like like listen to your body listen to your body yourself like you have the power all inside of you yeah i am um, was with my chinese doctor the other day who is a hilarious little chinese man who most of the time i struggle to Um, it, it's taken me a, many years to really, really get what he's saying. And I finally got it last week. And it basically just comes down to you have to believe that your body can heal. And you have to believe, you have to think, you know, if you believe that you're happy, then you will be happy. I was like, wow. So everything is just basically in my head and it's all coming from me. He was like, yeah, that's 100% it. I can tell you what to eat and I can do acupuncture and I can do this. But at the end of the day, it's 100% like what's in here, like what's in your head. And I think that the difference between, you know, Western medicine in that sense and like a more, you know, Eastern approach or like something from Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, I think the worlds are starting to converge slightly, but I certainly feel like there's a huge gap whereby people still assume that the only thing they can do to make themselves better is take a pill that someone's recommended that they take. And obviously there's a place and a time for that, but I don't know where I'm going with this, Ryan. I've gone <laughs> well, off on a tangent, people. <laughs> well, it's lifestyle over supplements or medicine as such. Yes. It's, if you look at the functional medicine matrix, it's like there's a section in the middle where it's emotional and spiritual mm. and um, it's... Like you've got a heal from within and from within doesn't mean just all about the food. It's about what's going in your brain, what, mm. who you're watching, what you're listening to, the energy around you. Like if you can't, if you think you need to, if you need supplements to heal yourself from SIBO or you have like a virus or a bacteria overgrowth or yeah. something like that, you have to keep on taking the supplements But if your brain and your mindset can't keep up with that, then you're never going to heal. Yeah, It totally. starts up here first. Yeah. And then, yeah, take the right things, look after your body, respect it, and then your body will heal when it's ready to and when so, it wants to. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to this space? Like, were you? did you always think like this? Has it been a kind of... How far back do we want to go? We've you, got time. Um, so essentially, uh, I got kicked out of home just for a few reasons and I lived by myself, um, with a girlfriend at the time and I just started getting interested in food and watching food programs like Ready Steady Cook, MasterChef. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. Green apple, red, green. red pepper, green apple. Yep. And Amazing. then, uh, Great British Menu. Yeah. The Great, yeah. That and Gordon Ramsay, Jamie Oliver, and I just loved it and I loved learning. So I was cooking all these foods, my repertoire, got up with all these recipes, got loads of cookbooks. I started cooking in a restaurant called Morrow in London and I went out to Lebanon for a few weeks and learned to cook out there and just travelled there around by myself, which was 
amazing and just grew a huge passion for food and then started to learn more and then when I started having some health issues I used food as sort of like a way of helping me um, and started learning more about health and what was going on with me and then started wanting to learn and help other people with what I've experienced uh, joined a nutritional therapy course which I'm still doing now and ha- uh, learned from sports nutritionists nutritionists um, qualified as a personal trainer sort of got a group of friends in my circle uh, a circle of friends who we have shared the same interests found your crowd started an Instagram account posted a few recipes which has my- now turned into many recipes many followers. And then a bit about my mindset and uh, my approach and the way I think about things and just that, really. I think your Instagram account is, it's so different from any, any, anyone I show it to or when I even found, because we met a few months ago on a trip to Hampstead Heath to go and swim in some very cold water. Um, and I remember checking out on Instagram afterwards and thinking, wow, this guy is really doing something different and he's actually providing really valuable content not just hashtag quality content you know I'm an influencer content but things that people can use take into their life I mean your posts tend to be food based and you do like a before here are the ingredients and here's what I cooked after and here's the macronutrient breakdown or the calories or whatever and it must take so much of your time to sustain or maybe it doesn't maybe it's super quick but I think it's it's hugely valuable to to people and that must be the goal well my mindset's always to add value to people's lives and mm. everything that I do uh, whether it's just a smile or a recipe oh that's so cute or anything it's just to make someone like make someone's day make someone happy I try to do that um, and it's just to add content like content is king mm. um, like I don't think there's any value in me to take a picture of me with my top off or me showing you to do an exercise or me saying with some crap caption like some cheesy caption or say oh life's great or something like this or I don't know what other people do I, d- I don't need to do that mm-hmm. um, I don't need the likes to like to do that my my what I get out is seeing people use these recipes and um, I don't know helping people make better decisions take control not control but take take better actions Mm. and um, benefit from them. And like yesterday, some woman uh, shared me a video with her kids saying, thank you, Ryan, about this butternut soup, butternut squash soup recipe I done. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet and so touching. Makes you feel so good. It's it's amazing. Um, And it's like true value. Like, okay, yeah, there's there's like 100 odd, well, 200 odd thousand followers, but I don't really, I haven't really done any like advertising or Instagram, like influencing stuff on there. It's like, I kept it true to the core. You literally don't have any sponsored posts or anything. I've just, I've just, well, I done my first one like four weeks ago, but it's a brand like I generally love. Is that the red light? Well, it's not that. I I use that. I don't like, I don't, I'm not paid by them to do that. And that, that's just a a mutual respect I have. And that's because I use it. I believe in the product. Mm. Um, but it's actually Koyo, so I'm a big believer in Koyo. 
um, just for the quality and for taste and what it stands for and represents. Yeah. And like they approached me to be their ambassador for like a few months or like six months or something. That's cool. And I was like, yeah, totally. The I'd love to do that. The strawberry one is great. Well, they're great. They're, they're, they're a great option. And um, I've done it. it. They did pay me. It's not like I can go suddenly on holiday now for for what they paid me. But yeah. it, it does help. And i done it in a certain way where it can become educational. So I was just comparing it to a, a, another dairy-free alternative of being soy, saying that mm. it's not a great protein substitute. And there are some uh, things to be mindful about having excess soy consumption. Yeah. Um, and so I just tried to keep it within the frame, not say, oh, this is Koyo. You've got to go out and buy it. It's great. Yeah. I'm not down for that. And people see through that anyway, don't they? Like, oh, I love this new whatever. Go out. Here's my code. Like, go out and buy or, it. Or here's my latest facial, like my face, uh, what's it called? <laughs> face procedure. Or my Here's what I do with my hair in the morning. Like, yeah. Like, that's not me. Like, I am, like, 100% authentic. In... He ain't got time for that. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, you can't fake authenticity. No, you can't. Um, I want to talk to you about cold water therapy because I think it's lovely that we've got someone like you on the podcast that can really give, you know, a lot of knowledge and bring expertise to a topic that I th- I am very interested in and I would love for the listeners to learn about. Um, so... Cold therapy is something that you, like we were saying earlier, you try and introduce into your daily life. You don't wear shoes. You like to expose yourself to the elements. You know, you don't try and like wrap yourself up. Um, you like to feel extremes in temperature. Can you tell us kind of what what the hype is about with this, with the cold water therapy thing and, and why we might want to kind of include it into our lives? Well, it depends what... Or have I just contradicted basically everything you said because you're going to say you should only do it if you feel like, you know, it's right for you. And it's like you don't want to go just diving into Hampstead Heath right no. from the get go. Like, why would you want to do it in the first place? It's basically just to sensitize you and to get you out your comfort zone, to stimulate your vagus nerve. Like your, your What's that, Brian? So your vagus nerve, it runs from your cranial nerves right down. It goes into all your organs apart from your adrenals um it's your first line defense basically of what you sense your perception of things um you can stimulate it in certain different ways being like um going um or taking cold showers or just gargling um what why why would we want to why would we want to stimulate our vagus nerve so it's going to put us into a more parasympathetic state so that's your rest and digest obviously in the action of time like when you're jumping into a cold shower it's not going to happen but it's the after effect it's that's where the really magic happens um and there's also hormones involved in terms of cold water therapy so you're going to stimulating your leptin your noradrenaline is obviously going to be pushed right up you're going to stimulate some cortisol release as well which is an anti-inflammatory but it, it's really depending on the individual like if you're chronically fatigued and stress doing cold water cold water therapy is just like a complete no-no mm. it depends it's it and it's you just got to start at a certain point whether it just be putting cold water in your face or switching off your heat central heating or not turning on your heating in your car open up your window get some air in or i don't know taking a hot shower or taking a cold shower like hot water is great as well exposing you exposing yourself to heat whether it be a shower, a bath, a sauna, these are great things as well. Um, 
saunas increase growth hormone, heat shot proteins. It's a great way of detoxifying from heavy metals. Like it's our, it, it should be, it's in our DNA to be like doing things in terms of heating cold. Um, so it's, we're being, it's, we're, it's, it's hardwired into our system. Yeah. Like we should not be wrapped up and like whether the aircon's on or whether the central heating's on, we should be exposed to these elements, to mother nature. Would there be an argument to say that, you know, we should be exposed to mother nature, but going back many, many years when we were exposed to mother nature, we were probably also much more active throughout the day. We were hunter-gatherers, we were out there like running and doing all these things. And now the lifestyle that we lead is much more sedentary and we have desk jobs and, you know, we do, we get our, our core body temperature gets really cold because we're so inactive and obviously the answer to that is get more active but it's not as simple as that for people that have really demanding jobs and work lives and lifestyles i don't know that argument just sprung to mind i don't know what you think about that what they can do about it well yeah the, the fact that it's all very well to say that we should be exposed to all of these elements and but actually it's not achievable for so many people and and the reason that we will wrap ourselves up is because we you know, we're not as active as we perhaps should be as humans. So our core body temperature is kind of colder than, you know, like if 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 we were out there hunting, hunting and gathering, maybe we'd be warmer. So we wouldn't feel the cold as much. Of course, we'd be more physically, yeah, our metabolic rate would be yeah. so much more higher. And we'd but be our like lifestyles a- now don't fit with that previous model of of course not like our food gets delivered by our doors we got delivery on our phones to dilute to do all the hard work like something like you can have an immaculate the best kitchen in the world yet you don't even cook in it mm. it's like we have a luxury lifestyle now we don't get our hands dirty we don't get our feet dirty that's no, why definitely it's, like, not. it's like we don't roll up our sleeves anymore we don't get busy in the kitchen um like we are food in front of a TV. There's no socialize like there's no social intercourse inside. Like going around the table talking about things, how your day was. Yeah, we're just completely um, stripped. Back. Way more like, isolated. We're, we're from, just, yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're so antisocial. Uh, so you're not, saying it's really good to actually put yourself out of that comfort zone and challenge yourself and challenge your body to. To have to to experience those uncomfortable moments, like cold. Of course, when you think about the best moments in your life, were they uncomfortable? Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Maybe. Yeah, like one for me would. I think this was yeah. One for me is like para. Uh, what was I doing? Parachuting out of. Uh, okay, but I would never do that. Parachuting out of a uh, to like fourteen thousand <gasps> feet. Oh my god! In gosh. Australia. It's just like the like I'm not like I'm not saying it's the same thing as like having a cold shower, but like Well, the- I find the reason I do it and I'm a big supporter of not necessarily bringing cold therapy into my everyday life because I do wear shoes and I love a good puffer jacket, but I will also still go to Hampstead Heath this weekend. And last weekend I was swimming in the sea. But the reason I do it is because I just it just makes me feel amazing. Like and I love the endorphins. Yeah, the endorphins and like being connected to nature. And I, I totally get that. But I think it's quite I mean, what how would you what would you say to someone that's never that just feels like, oh, I just couldn't do that. Like it's 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 winter and it's really cold and like no way. 
if it was a client, a client of mine, I'd just look at what they do in their day to day life and see, okay, what 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 stimulates you? What are you actually doing at the moment? Is that going to the gym? Does that give you the same uh, feeling expression as taking a cold shower? Like you have to have something like that in your life, mm-hmm. otherwise you're not being stimulated as yeah. a human. What what thrills you basically? Yeah, yeah. like. For them, it could be something different to cold water, but like I'd, I'd try and do something to to activate something, to to get them doing something that yes, that endorphin rush, yeah, because that's powerful. And like physical exercise, not just cold water, but physical exercise is like the most powerful antidepressant. Mm. And yet it's free, and it it's just our feet like walking. Yeah, if we can't, or, or doing something with our arms, or just. It doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be in the gym either. It could just be in your living room. It could just be like running up and down the stairs. Um, I quit the gym just over a year ago now and I've not looked back. I don't think I've been happier. Well, it's in an indoor environment. Yeah. Like obviously that's the way things are at the moment. Like that's the way things are and I accept that. And I work in an indoor gym. I mean, I, I train in an indoor gym. Yeah. But I, I would love to be in an outdoor gym in like Golds in California with the sun and everything. But it's like we have to make like, hey, we've got that. We've got the indoor gym. Like make the make the best of make it. Make the best of it. Like and then just go outside. Like for uh, most people don't even go outside anymore. Mm. I know. It's very sad. I, I don't know how I would cope if I didn't. The first thing I do when I wake up is go outside. And like, if I don't do that, I find my day is just like this morning I had a, an event really early and I had to be there at 8.30. So I just got up and I rushed there and I just had a weird day. Like I didn't feel balanced and I didn't feel grounded. So then I made a point of when I was coming home, I was like, I'm going to walk or I'm going to cycle. And yeah. what, do you, what do you do when you go out? Do you go outside into yeah, your garden? I, no, with the little, my little garden. Um, I go jogging in the morning now and I... It's been a long road back for me to to health and to fitness. Um, and I'm very proud of the fact that I can run 5K now, slowly. But I run around the park and I stop halfway and I do loads of deep breaths and I hug a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's a sunny morning, I just stand and I let the sun just, like, li- just be on my face. I just love it. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have earphones in? No. So you, I leave got... my, I leave everything at home apart from my house key. Amazing, you're unplugged. Yeah, unplugged. It's the only time actually that I am unplugged. I think because otherwise it's just like work stuff on my phone the whole time. Because I'm reading an interesting book, um, and it's called Unplugged. Unplugged, and he's talking about how when he's been training as a triathlete, he's been running. Or there's there's a such thing as naked runners when they're mm. actually not naked. They've just decided not to have any tracking device, not to have any earphones or music and to actually listen to the surroundings. Like yeah. if they're crunching the floor or the twigs or the wind's blowing or there's birds, it's just a state of elevation, basically. Yeah. That's what gets me about London, actually, that you can't... Like when I go down to the countryside and stay with my parents and you wake up in the morning, oh my God, I can actually hear birds. Mm. It's I mean, so you, nice. you still can get that in London. I never I never get it because I think I just hear the tube all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can hear it from my flat. I can hear some birds. We have a squirrel that comes in on the balcony. Oh, nice. And he comes in for some nuts. 
actually we had a squirrel and I made the mistake of feeding him just outside the, the back door and he would like come into the house now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now it's a bit too much, I feel. Yeah, I think I need to tell my girlfriend to to make sure the nuts are further away from the yeah. door. <laughs> um, the next thing I'm keen to pick your brains on is, and again, because this is something that I feel like listeners will be aware of and people, people in general are much more aware of, blue light and melatonin. And I think you're currently wearing your, your special glasses. These are... I actually haven't got mine on, which is bad of me, but... Well, these are not um, red... Like, they're not the high-strength ones. These oh, yeah. Just, just, like, filter out a little bit of blue light. Just a little bit. Why should we be doing that, Ryan? Just to support... Well, just looking at our, our hormones and how they go up and down during the day. And working out that blue light is stimulating us in the sense of it's making our bodies think it's daylight. Mm -hmm. So if we are eight o'clock working in front of a computer or TVs on, our body's thinking it's still midday with this blue light and it's blocking our production of our melatonin, which is synthesized through our eyes, goes to our retinas, mm. which is where our mitochondria are. Well, that's where one of our highest amount of mitochondria are in our body is in the retina. And it's basically confusing our bodies. It's suppressing our melatonin. And then we just end up in a cycle of thinking it's daylight. So well, it's affecting midday. our sleep. It's affecting our sleep. Crossover as we have poor melatonin production, poor melatonin levels. So melatonin is a powerful antioxidant. And we just have poor sleep, which is, is so important for our health is sleep, our sleep mm -hmm. hygiene. It's where our glymphatic, our glymphatic takes place where our brain basically detox and dumps loads of our, our, what am I going to say? Like everything from the day that it's processed, it sorts out and it puts them in different places. Basically, yeah, it yeah. sorts out all the junk from the day and takes what it wants. If it's a memory or something learned today, then it processes it mm -hmm. into our memory bank, memory bank. And it's, Basically, we just get bombarded with this blue light. It's everywhere, artificial light. Everything is above your head. Mm. And when I wear my blue light, blue blocking glasses, I also have candles going on in the room. Yeah, I turn off my lights. Yeah, because you turn off all your lights in the evening, don't you? Yeah, so I just have like Himalayan salt lamps. There'll be candles and there'll be no blue lights on. Like if I was on my laptop, there'll be iFlux, which is an app you can use to to sort of put a red filter on. Um, and it's just something I just, I don't even do it. I'm not even, mm. I don't even think about it. I just do it. Yeah. And it's just a normal part of your day now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't. And then sometimes I can actually like quantify that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't do that. So I can track my sleep and see, okay, I had some poor sleep there. Mm. Or I can just go on how I feel. Do you find it hard to kind of like socialise and just do normal things like, you know, going for a drink in the evening or like meeting friends or whatever? And do you ever kind of, are you like worrying about the fact that you're being exposed to so much blue light and it's going to affect your sleep and you're kind of not in your like your routine and like doing your thing? Like how do you, because obviously you're, I'm not going to say your lifestyle is extreme because I actually think it's the opposite of that. I think it's it's kind of getting back to to how, you know, things should be in a way. 
but it is very different to her, to how 21st century beings operate. So do you find, ever find that difficult to, to cope with? I can easily let go of my glasses and things like that and I can adjust and adapt. That's the biggest thing. So I can adapt in any situation and I know, okay, if I don't wear my glasses, nothing's really going to happen. Nothing's bad's going to happen. Of course not. Mm. Um, and I can prepare for that or I can accept that, which is a big thing. And move on. I can socialise. I have no issues with like going out or if I wanted to. It's like if I want to. If mm. I want to do anything, I can do it. Mm. If I wanted to eat a Domino's, I could do it if I want to. Nothing's yeah. stopping me. There's no there's no block or restriction there. It's just a sense of does it serve me any purpose? So And I guess also the the actual mindset of kind of accepting like say you were going to eat a Domino's the actual mindset of mindset of accepting that and being at peace with that your body will digest that food better and make it work for you better than if you were kind of very negatively thinking about the effects of that pizza 100% like you could eat the world's healthiest food but then you could eat it rushed dressed on the go and it would be it would have the same effect as eating crap like your nervous system is so involved in most of like digestion, immunity, mm. um, the endocrine system. Like our nervous system is right there, like picking up our perceptions of things in our states, and yeah, it's it, that's that's so true. What would be like a really good tip for 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 just an average person that is kind of stressed a lot of the time and and rushes food and you know, it's kind of interested in all of the, this kind of more, oh, I don't know, call it like holistic lifestyle, but this this type of lifestyle, like, is there an easy way in, like, first baby steps to kind of living more? Wait, I'm about to say the name of your blog, but I can't say it properly. Vite. Live Vite. Live Vite, live life. Live life. Um, the basic steps, just to find out, like, why you're doing it, who told you why you're doing it, uh, how do you feel and mm. can you approve on it change something try something new um just just try baby steps eat something new each like each week or yeah and also maybe like eat it properly like slowly and chew it and be what grateful you, for it and well yeah like slow down and just like food should be a celebration like there's like although it's there's hundreds of millions of people out there with like no food and like we have this food on our phone delivered don't even think about it don't even question it and yet we just eat it mind like eat it without even thinking about it so it's just like just take a second to pause like i say grace and eat like that's when i have time in the evening to sit down and i say like grace with my partner yeah and that's so like that's so therapeutic just to sit down, hold each other's hands, say something mm-hmm. that we're grateful for, and then we just eat. Um, that's something that I practice. Well, we we practice together for quite a long time, and that's very powerful. Um, just like making sure you're eating with a knife and fork as well, yeah, because that's going to slow the progress, pro, uh, the process. Yeah. Um, when was the sh- last time you got a Deliveroo? I, I haven't had. I never had one. Oh my god, that's great. That's actually great. I've never ordered a delivery, but at the same time, it's great that we have the like. I'm not. I'm not. Like, it's great that we have the technology mm. 
and to we do can that. do these kind of things. But just be mindful of like the control this technology has on ourselves. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about potentially a slightly polemical subject, um, veganism, which is very popular. Uh, it's not, a, it's you know, that me saying it's very popular makes it sound like it's a trend and a fad. It's not. Um, there is so much good in eating a plant-based diet for the environment, for health, etc., etc. But I know that you, well, from from your Instagram and and the stuff that you post, you're quite big on things like healthy fats, like ghee. Um, you love a good like grass-fed organic piece of meat. Do you feel like in search of kind of optimum health, there is a place for a, an 100% vegan diet? Because I know that, and for me personally, from speaking from experience, when I first started my healing journey and I was super ill, I couldn't digest a lot of plant foods. I couldn't digest legumes, beans, all of these kind of things. I also had a severely inflamed gut and I needed the healing effects of bone broth, um, like butyric acid from butter and all of this stuff it's so much easier to get the nutrition the nutrition we need as humans from animal foods i just wanted to get your opinion on that that's quite a big question isn't it is vegan a hundred percent vegan diet optimal for a human just in like just in like a health sense because i know yeah you don't have to give me a definite answer on this. I well, think it's just an interesting well, question I, to debate. I did an assignment last year about like the vegan omnivore de debate. And there's like obviously clear nutrients which are lacking on the 100% vegan diet. Yeah. That's, that's clear. Essential fatty acid, vitamin A, retinol, um, zinc, selenium being very low, taurine as well being another amino acid important mm -hmm. for bowel, bowel, bile production. Um and, and a few other things. Um, yeah, you can be smart about having a vegan diet. Vegan diets are great. Yeah, there's benefit in, in the environment and sustainability. But also a vegan diet might be like not great for someone who's got like SIBO or gut issues. It's just mm. going to make it very inflammatory. In actual, like, in actual fact, the whole um theory of having loads of fiber is actually is actually wrong it's it's very it's a fiber is very personal it like depends on you and your ecosystem in your gut mm. and the yeah because we all have different gut microbiome that of, need different things of course and like the studies which claim to have like high fiber diets are, are better for our health are actually if you weigh them up with the other studies that say high fiber diets are bad for us like it's it's still on like a seesaw yeah uh, there's no clear-cut answer and it depends on you and what's going on with yourself. Um, but obviously plants contain like amazing array of phytochemicals, phytonutrients, micronutrients. Uh, they make us full and they bring in electrolytes to us. Um, they, they taste amazing as well. And they're great vehicles of like fats and stuff like that, like yeah. vegetables with olive oil and I don't know, guacamole going through them or butter or something like that if you're going to have some some animal fats um my my take on it my stance is i eat a predominantly plant-based diet with like animal animal foods or 
animal bits as a, a, a type of like condiment to it. Mm. So it's like the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, I used to eat really like a high amount of animal foods, protein, and now I'm probably eating, I'd say 20%, like 15, 20% of my calories would be from like animal sources, like mm. animal fats or animal protein. Yeah, which is really small amount. It is, yeah. Even if like your mindset of how to build your perfect plate is instead of focusing of like meat or proteins, like, yeah, there it is. It's like build your plate around plants. Like plants should be the foundation of the, of, of the meal. So it's like, I think of like, what kind of veggies can I have that? What kind of combo can I have? Like cauliflower tahini going through it with some pine nuts and Ooh, whatnot. Yum. I know it's amazing. Or roasting a roasting whole the roasting a whole cauliflower. But it with takes like some, so long to roast a whole cauliflower. Oh, Forty five minutes. Like you can get on with something where you have that in the oven. Doesn't take long. Or have I'll go and light my salt lamps and candles. Exactly. Put three on instead of one on. Like just be time savvy and just yeah. be more efficient with cooking. Like if the oven's on, make use of the oven. Get something else underneath it or something like that. Get some sweet potato wedges flying. Like each time you heat the oven on, it's costing you money. So make the most of it. Is your favourite thing um, avocado? Because I think you put it on everything. Not, no, it's not my favourite thing. My favourite thing would probably be dark chocolate. Oh yeah, nice. But although, like, I don't know, I don't have a favourite food. Like, there's not a favourite food of mine. A favourite food of mine would just be plants. Mm. I, I could eat so much plants. Um, but favourite vegetable? Go. It'll be aubergine. How do you? Oh. Okay, so this isn't necessarily a food podcast, but in the fridge right now, I have the most banging miso roasted aubergine you will have ever tasted. How do you cook it? How do I cook my aubergine? Yeah. Depends on what kind of mood for I love baba ganoush. Nice. I love What that. do you dip into your baba ganoush? Cucumber. Okay. Radishes. Do you, you don't really do grains so much, do you? Um, Not a big kind of like grainy grains i have like lentils and but like brown rice that kind of thing not uh, so much for, for me personally i don't i don't need carbs to function yeah um i don't say i avoid them like today i had i think i had some red lentil pasta after i trained um i just don't i just i'm i just get everything from all angles i don't restrict mm. anything the the way, like, if you start restricting foods or food groups or having diets, you're going to create, like, nutrient deficiencies. Mm. So, um, so trying to have a little bit of everything. Yeah, like, they're tall in my toolbox and I just use whatever I want, basically. Nice. Um, so there might be some days where I have more fats and protein. Some days I might just have, like, more carbs and fats. Like, yeah. some days I just don't eat protein, actually. Like, I think it was yesterday, I was like, damn, I haven't even had any protein mm. today. It's actually surprising how little we need in comparison to how much we think we need in well, regards to protein. I think because of this whole, like, gym... And who told you that? Who told you that? All these protein powder yeah. companies. All the marketing out there. Of course, it's like... What's a, what's would you say is the best plant-based protein source? I'm a big fan of like the pastas that they do at the moment. Like the lentil yeah, and the I pea think pasta. Yeah, I think that's such a great a, a lentil's idea. a complete protein though. No. So I you, don't yeah, believe they are. They're not because you you would have to combine that I think with some sort of like brown rice. Yeah, uh, quinoa is a complete protein. Yeah, and hemp I think. Hemp is as well. Pea is. Pea pasta is great. Pea pea peas. What's a your take protein. on soy? Not a fan. 
Because of the overprocessing or the estrogens? Or? Just the G- GMO, it's uh, protein inhibiting, uh, so it inhibits protein enzymes. Okay. Um, it's usually just for all plant forms, basically, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, yeah. seasonal food as much as possible. Uh, roasting chickpeas is great. I like yeah. doing that with like some spices. I think the message really, isn't it? Really, isn't it? That was good English, Grace. I think the message really is from you anyway, that it's just about how you feel. And you literally are your own compass in every aspect of your life, whether that's what you want to eat that day or, you know, how you want to exercise or how you want to feel, how you how you wake up and decide your mindset for the day. And yeah, I think it's a great takeaway for anyone that feels slightly perhaps overwhelmed by how much information there is out there you know on social media or on the internet or stuff that we hear in the news like you know coconut oil is really bad for you today and then like tomorrow it's really good for you it's just listen to your body and make sensible choices 100 it's nailed it it's bio individual bio it's bio individuality so it's bio individuality and it's biofeedback where you get this like where you get your response of knowing your individuality so you've got to just be in tune with your body. Um, try something new. Experiment. Mm. Get some. out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Get a little bit cold. Get a little bit cold. Take get a little bit warm. Off. Get a bit of a sweat on. <laughs> nice. So I want to ask you my three questions that I ask everyone at the end of the podcast. The first one is, what is one thing in your life that you would do again if you could? What would I do again? As in terms of like how I felt, like I, would, I was feeling the same feeling again. You can interpret this however you want to interpret it. What would I do again? It'd probably just to be uh, like one of my best experiences was going to my with my dad to watch Chelsea win the Champions League in Munich. So it was my sister's wedding, and then he drove from Cornwall all the way up to London. We got the flight to to Munich, and then we watched the game. And I don't think I was like hundred percent present at that time although I enjoyed it I wasn't 100% present and I I'd like to go back and re-experience that moment with him again nice what's one thing you would change if you could to probably not be a pain in ass at school and actually listen to what my parents and teachers said okay and drop my ego yeah that that would be it probably listen more like not be a pain in the ass at school (laughs) love it listen to my teachers and listen to what my parents said and yeah I'm like I'm very like yeah that would be it okay and finally the podcast is called State of Mind I think we've covered quite a lot on that um already but what does state of mind mean to you my state of mind means to me what all my cells are telling my mind so what everything is saying and that is interpreted by my mind and that's my state Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like your state of mind is your body. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. We're done. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Ryan. I found the conversation we had surrounding how it's actually our bodies that we should be listening to more than whether something has been proven by a medical study really interesting. And I think what I'm taking away from this episode is that we all need to tune in to what works for us or as Instagram would have it, you do you, babes. 
Anyway, as ever, if you enjoyed the episode, I'd love it if you could leave us a review um, and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. And actually, next week is our final episode of this series. So I'll see you here, same time, same place, next week. Bye.